Trust God, cry, repeat. Trust God, cry, repeat. Trust God, cry, repeat. Hey, ladies, this is Nyoka Hall, and I want to welcome you to Trust God, Cry, Repeat podcast, a fresh new podcast for your encouragement. I want to introduce my oldest blessing, my daughter, Ava, who will be my co-host for today. Say hi to the ladies, Ava. Hey, Trust God, Cry, Repeat. Oh, my goodness. She gets her corniness, honestly. Um, But today, we're coming again with the fourth installment of the Sever the Rope series severing the rope to feminism or with feminism to feminism to feminism entitled teenage not teenager let's talk about it let's talk about the top 10 things to debunk and remind yourself and your teen not to follow let's dive in let's talk about where the term teenage not teenager comes from Ava, do you remember me saying very early on in your life that you will never, ever be a teenager? Yes, I do. I was very confused at first (laughs) because I was like, well, when I turn 13, sorry. All right, um, tongue tightness. The the ladies already know. I fight that daily. (laughs) When I turn 13, I'll be a teenager. So why when you call me that? And I I was thinking like they, they wanted me to still stay little when I get a teenager and that's not what they were trying to do. Not at all. But do you remember, uh oh, I'm bumping things. Do you remember when um, you actually asked me, once I said that to you, you asked me, uh, is that a threat? And then so we laughed about that. Well, I still laugh about that. But um, do you remember um, me just trying to instill what what I come to know as the biblical womanhood uh, core values? Do you remember that at all? Yes. I do. It was a tough time because we tended to bump heads a lot with that certain subject. So, yes. and go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that, and um, I remember how hard you were, the frustration, the on your part and my part of <laughs> having to try to understand each other. And yeah, I, yeah, it was it was weird. <laughs> and, I, and I just want to make sure you guys will. You know, I always say you guys are you ladies, but uh, you ladies know that biblical womanhood, uh, we've come to know through all the other different podcasts and reading the word of God. It's not a one and done. It's not where you come and tell your child, like, live biblically. And then that's it. Like, you just walk away. and You feel victorious. (laughs) So I want to make sure that I encourage you to know that it is an ongoing process. It's not something that uh, you can just say, you know, check that box off. But I want to make sure that I state that teaching biblical womanhood standards starts at birth honestly and I said that before and somebody almost gasped like what do you mean how are you going to teach a baby to uh you know be a biblical woman (laughs) you know that kind of thing but it's very simple the moment you start to um introduce uh discipline the and I mean discipline like okay well well we're going to go to sleep at this time okay well let's it's time for tummy time and the baby usually hates every second of that when you put them on their tummy at what a day old not a day old okay that's kind of early okay so a week old or a couple weeks old it's really frustrating because they're like oh my goodness I've never done this before but I don't want to get too far off of it but that is the start of teaching what it means to be a biblical woman like teaching how to be um taught actually how to submit okay so this is tummy time you know I gotta do tummy time and so forth so forth and so on but I don't want to get too far off the topic but I want to say that I have observed over the years that many Christian households get kind of lax in the area of being a a teenage parent I say and that not in that sense but being a parent to a teenager I had to make sure I cleared that up that would kind of been a little bit confusing no but to uh, be parenting a child that is teen aged I've noticed that um, some people feel they feel kind of worldly in this situation. So I, I've noticed that we lean towards what the world dictates as what's normal for a teenage child. Um, and I want to make sure that not only do we address it, but then we come back and we, sh- we show uh, what the word of God says about it and how we should make sure that we are instructing our teenage children. So, uh, some, some of us have been convinced again, I'll restate that, that the world's way is the norms for our teens, 
that the world standards are the gold standards of how we are supposed to think and how we're supposed to teach them how to think or act or live or somehow when they turn that age you know the difference in 12 and 13 uh that they somehow have a right to do everything really unbiblically and that's kind of a weird stance but that just that popped in my brain as i was talking so only god knows basically the standards that he has and what's acceptable because that's what we go by we go by the word of god so we want to make sure that not only as we expose but we come back and we show and, and encourage you to follow god's word on these topics so these are the top 10 topics uh and here we go before i get into them i keep having little random thoughts i have to make sure i interject but uh, ladies i want to say the things that i'm about to say are to expose Satan and are in no way meant to go against anything your husband has established for your households. I am a submissive wife and I love that. I love everything about that. And I want to always honor God in what I share. So let's dive in. According to psychologytoday.com and a few other secular sites like the cdc.gov and uh, wildhearts.com, these are some things that we have compiled. So number one, teenagers will be rebellious that's a very guaranteed statement that i found all throughout my findings with these other secular sites that teenagers will be rebellious and i want to look to my co-host really quickly um and i i said before but i'll say it again we want to expose the lie and then come back with truth so ava can you share with me a little bit about your experience i think you're about 12 years old go ahead um when i was 12 i was super excited because like me, I wanted to, my birthday, I just turned 12, so automatically I was turning 13 in the next <laughs> The very week. second after that. I know, right? <laughs> so I was telling, well, probably six months later, let's say six months. Um, six minutes, go ahead. <laughs> um, I was saying to everybody, I'm turning 13, I'm turning 13, I'm turning 13, and I was telling random people and yes, all that stuff. And CBS. people that we know, and um, I told one person that we knew, and she was like well watch oh watch out and i was kind of like what what do you mean and i remember mom responding well ah we're, we're good she'll she has the right parents Amen. And, I, and i kind of was like i agree with that but i also felt really hurt because they know me and i'm not gonna just when i hit that age that i'm about to turn 13 i'm not gonna automatically revert to being a teenage rebel and go off amen <laughs> doing you got the right parents for that like <laughs> or, or, before, go or ahead. saying whatever i want or and it kind of confused me and i wanted to figure out why it is like this mm -hmm. and i feel like it's the world that tells us teenagers if teens are listening <laughs> um that we have to act a certain way when we turn teenage um i feel like the world always tries to take something that god created which mm -hmm. is going into an older state of being <laughs> being an older human that was a little deep for this conversation but go ahead <laughs> older state of being continue um but being older and taking that and twisting it mm -hmm. the enemy Satan's loves to pervert eyes, go ahead go ahead and telling us that we have to when we turn 13 we have to be depressed when we turn 13 we have to be anxious. okay okay don't give too far in our oh, notes sorry. take a pause for the calls <laughs> okay so just in that instance i want to i want to cap kind of capitalize on what you were saying so i even had to explain to her ladies what that even meant um because like she said she was confused and hurt because the person knew her so it's like well just because i'm a few hours older than i was before doesn't mean i'm going to morph into some gremlin you know and just start to tear <laughs> up true, things true. so i had to explain I was I had to explain that to her like baby I know you know but some people think that and then that started the conversation as far as the expectations of a teenager and a lot of people don't realize um, when you call people things it really comes to to kind of well it really in this instance kind of challenges their identity I guess you want to say so when you say teenager I had to get her to understand another reason we don't call you teenager is because of the negative connotation of it and it comes with a whole lot of expectations it comes with a whole lot of assumptions so that really uh, started our conversation going forward about what what people expect the teenage children to act like that or to act like excuse me so before we get to too deep into it because she seems like she's ready to explain 
explain more, we're going to go to God's word and talk about God's truth about the situation. And this is coming from Proverbs chapter 22, verse six. And this is the new King James version. It says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. That is one amazing scripture. And I've heard this many times um, talked about, but a lot of people add on to that first of all i will never say he or she because the, the scriptures are clear there's no need for a feminism or for a feminist add-on of he or she we know that we're talking about humankind mankind like you know that's all encompassing so um but i've heard it where we add on and do that disclaimer and say well you know if they depart if they go out they'll come back but the word of god said they will not depart so stating truth, truth is true. They cannot be changed. So that we are commanded to train them up. We are not to be commanded to just be lax. We are not to trade our position and our authority to just let anybody tell them how they should live. We should not be allowing anything to establish an identity outside of Christ for our teens. We should not. We should not. We should be humbly submitted under our husband and we should be um, making sure that everything that we are teaching, everything that we are training them to be is for them to be able to stand for righteousness and not be another puppet of the world so um this this means not dropping them off for anybody else to influence them this doesn't i mean this means excuse me um not allowing their friends to have more influence because i've heard that one too they have more influence at this age than their parents but they shouldn't so if you are allowing that ladies today i challenge you to stop letting your your children's friends have more influence than you you should have the most amount of face time with your children they were entrusted to you not to everyone else so that was one example um it's also not just like when i say dropping them off it's not just dropping them off and expecting youth group to do your job it's not dropping them off at a christian camp and expecting the the troop leaders to do your job but it is training them alongside your husbands and also in fellowship with the local church where you are and also other like-minded believers because at that point if all those things are in place it's a reinforcing of the things that you're teaching it's a reinforcement they're not taking over your job they're just helping to reinforce the truth that you are putting in their lives then we are to continually train them in righteousness another scripture that i want to read comes from proverbs chapter 22 verse 15 and it says foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child the rod of correction excuse me will drive it far from him so i won't do a whole extensive explanation whoop you child i'll say it um, I'm not shy. I'm not shy to say it. I'm not going to shy away from it. The Bible instructs us to not only discipline, but it tells you also the right of correction gets that foolishness out of their heart. It helps them to get that foolishness that's bound up in them out of them. There's no way to be able to parent without discipline. The Bible calls for us to make sure that we instill discipline because we love them. If we hate our children, we won't discipline them. We won't do anything to train them up. We will just let them be at the whim of the world. But if we love them, we'll train them up. So I remember um, starting this with, with Ava. She's our oldest, like I mentioned before, and explaining how we are entrusted by God to shape living eternal beings like children will live forever period like they are eternal this is something that you have been entrusted with and i remember trying to explain to her the importance of doing this for god's glory i remember telling her about the beauty of being a stay-at-home mom and a home educator and it was hard seeing how feminism had already tried to infiltrate her mind very early on and uh well i always say a short stint like she was in prison but um <laughs> during her short stint you know in the brick and mortar schools feminism had already tried to skew her thinking as far as it what it meant to be a woman or a biblical woman or you know a mother or a home educator or anything like that so um do you remember ava how unglamorous it seemed to you at first yes i do remember that it was kind <laughs> of well i was really young yes but, you were i said start um, young start young ladies <laughs> um but it just was it was weird because everybody seemed to think 
or tell me to mm-hmm. think that working moms were more important than mm-hmm. stay-at-home moms and staying at home just means you're wiping up spills and cleaning up after everybody and just taking care of kids and um and being six or seven you know not already liking to do your normal stuff to clean up and help with the family you don't really want to think about that for the rest of your life so it was just hard for me at first but through my mom teaching me and helping me um as I got older I finally realized like oh this is actually what God wants me to do this is actually what Um, I'm supposed to do as a Christian woman, not saying that I wasn't allowed to do something other than stay at home, because my mom does other stuff, like make soaps and all that stuff, but doesn't mean I don't do that, Mm -hmm. I means that I'm not going to be career focused. Mm -hmm. She also Um, writes books. Check out TrustGodCarpeat.com. No, just playing. Go ahead. No, (laughs) No. go ahead. Uh, But it doesn't mean I um, am a career focused or outside focus i need to be focusing on my family okay that's good i don't want to cut you off but i want you to get too ahead of our notes ah, Ava. Man, sorry. okay but also <laughs> let's get before we get too far where do you think those thoughts of how unglamorous this biblical womanhood role was where do you think those thoughts came from well give me a few examples um, some of it was tv okay when i'm younger you watch a lot of tv mm-hmm. um and every mom, it seems like, was just so exhausted. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is a very... every mom was just, yeah. like, scatterbrained. And yeah. you see the actress playing the mom on the TV. Uh-huh. Like, her hair's all messed right. up. I mean, her kids are running everywhere. Yeah, some part of the house is on fire. Oh, yeah. Some, some that. All these, like, have a have a pile of laundry that's as big as Mount Everest. I know, in right? The, in the dining room. Or, like, it's just... It didn't seem like they were really enjoying what they were doing exactly. at home. Exactly. And um, some of it was just normal everyday experiences. Like when you talk to people, mm-hmm. like um, someone had asked me when I was about, I think, eight years old, mm-hmm. what I wanted to be when I grow up. And I said, a wife and mother, and also I want to cook. And because I like to cook and yeah, she's a very good like cook, that. you guys. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> but, and she was like, well, no. No, really, what do you want to... I was like, well, a wife and mother. She's like, oh, well, you got time to think about it. And I, and I was thinking I in my head... Me, she said, what else? What, oh, what else? Like, what do you mean, what else? You asked me. But if, if, if a kid said, oh, I want to be a doctor, or oh, I want to be in the army, and, and they were they would be like, oh, okay. Very oh, great. that's great. Keep, keep at the good work. But if I say I want to be a wife and mother and right. cook at home... You get the, uh. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, what was you, you know, you, right. you, you just don't know. Exactly. Okay. You, you got time to think. And, and I'm like, I'm eight years old. I think I can, <laughs> I can, I think I can decide certain things for myself. So it was just different. I think it's kind of reminiscent to, I know some of you ladies can attest to this. It's kind of the same sigh you get when you tell people you homeschool <laughs> or your kid's like, what school do they go to? And they're, they're, they're homeschool. And they go, oh, it was kind of that feel too. <laughs> So, um, I want to make sure that we cover a little bit, um, but do you remember also butting heads as we, uh, I tried to explain to you, you tried to tell me, you know, it was kind of a, a wrestling match of sorts of, um, just why that it was important to be a stay-at-home mom. Do you remember how hard that was uh, before you actually saw the whole ploy of Satan's agenda? Oh my goodness, yes. I definitely remember that. Butting heads uh-huh. for a long time. Even when I was like six years old, yeah. I was already planning my college education. Oh my goodness, uh, I remember in that. In the middle of Kroger. Yes, yeah, she was. She was quite distraught of how she was going to pay for it, but go ahead. I remember. I remember the outfit you had on, but go ahead. Yeah, um, but I just remember getting ideas from TV, getting ideas from other people, mm-hmm. and being like, no, mom, but for real. Right. I, this is what everybody else says. Exactly. Like, saying the wrong thing, or you're doing the wrong thing. Uh-huh. It's hard to admit. Uh oh. Oh, we have it's an admission. Hard to admit. But come on, Lord. Your Thank you, Jesus. All right. About oh my goodness. Mu- like, hold on, hold on. Did you hear that, ladies? She said what now? 
Your parents are right. My baby said your parents are pretty right. much everything. <laughs> yes, it took Jesus. me forever to realize that. Let them use you, baby. Being 15, <laughs> being 15 and <laughs> growing up in a Christian household, your parents are right about yes, everything. Mm. Everything. God, um, God, you are real. Like, for thank real. you, Jesus. And <laughs> even, even down to what clothes you wear and think you're think is cute your parents know things which brings us to our second topic the second topic uh okay so the world says teens should not be talked about uh talked to excuse me how let me go back teens should not be talked to about how they dress or present themselves psychology today says that interfering with the way your teen dresses rather it be them dressing gothic or provocative or any other way will inevitably affect their normal behavior growth and development that is a lie from the pits of hell okay (laughs) i had to get into that because it was hard to read that without being saying without saying that's ridiculous no okay so that is a lie but let's go to the truth of god's word and before then i know you have an instance so okay (laughs) and i'm gonna i'm just gonna say this fact do not be mad at me for saying it but do you remember oh my goodness keep it together okay do you remember when you had on a, you went and picked out your own outfit uh-huh. i forgot where you got all these pieces from uh-huh. and you said that you were going for the pilgrim look oh gosh mom <laughs> it was oh uh, yes said- <laughs> it was thanksgiving i had this i had this older looking dress oh my god and my and my brown army so boots cute, and i was mad at mom because she wouldn't let me go over grandma's house like, oh no in my pilgrim's outfit <laughs> And, and mind you, I was not little. It was not as cute. I was 12 years old, and I was I was not in my right way of thinking. But she, thought, just, she thought by saying she was going for a pilgrim look was like a compliment. Yeah, but we won't. I won't. I won't divulge too much. I'll let you marinate on that visual. Please forget about that. <laughs> no, keep it in your brain. No, but uh, I want to go to the truth of God's word, which comes from First uh, Timothy chapter two verse 9 through 10 which reads in like manner also that women uh sorry that the women adorn themselves in modest apparel with a propriety excuse me propriety my tongue i will not be tongue-tied today in moderation not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly clothing but which is proper for a woman professing godliness with good works my goodness my tongue okay so I'll, i'll read it one more time in like manner also that the women adorn themselves in modest apparel with propriety and moderation and not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly uh, clothing but which is proper for women professing godliness with good works and before you turn this podcast off i'm not saying you are sinning if you wear gold or braids or pearls because if you have my hair texture you'll be wearing braids too so um (laughs) it is to state however that modesty is the goal modesty is the goal and um it also goes to say with this scripture it's a reflection of the heart usually the things that you're dealing with inside reflect outside usually inside the influences that you have in your life show outside as well so it's more of a heart condition it's not to be seen and not to be you know be flashy and all that stuff but it it is to um, display what you have inside so I want to make sure that I state that before I go to another question for my co-host do you remember the spike boots phenomenon yes oh my god <laughs> tell the ladies a little bit just okay, a little bit about okay. it um well i really wanted some spike boots because i thought they were really cool mm-hmm. and i wanted to go for like being older because when i was younger i was really really short and it's so okay, i wanted baby. i wanted to i wanted to look taller and look cool so i was like mom can i get some spike boots uh-huh. and of course me being a lot younger mom said no <laughs> and i was <laughs> i was just mad i was like oh, plus they're expensive man. for no reason but go yeah, ahead yeah that's, that's true and yeah that was yeah. but would you venture to say that it wasn't just the boots that were alluring during that time it seemed like it was a it was a fight for your identity almost like the enemy seemed to be waging war for your identity because i, I kind of could see you moving towards more of a dark a likeness for like a like for darkness and i'll say it like that 
can you expound a little bit like what were your emotions like during that time dealing with the whole spiky boots black boots trying to trying i'll say it like that ladies to do like the black nail polish and stuff like that yeah what were your emotions um, like during that time i was really upset mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons mm-hmm. um i felt i felt confused okay um because you know the the war be- between what god says what mom says what dad says what the world says and mm-hmm. the world's influence was really had getting a grip on me mm-hmm. and so which way brings us to our next question those influences please state a few of those influences that were pushing for those emotions go ahead um well most of them were from tv okay um a lot of tv shows that i had watched back then had a had that character that had like super cool superpowers they do paint them as like epic yeah clothing and everything awesome continue and super cool superpowers but they are dark Mm -hmm. and they are gothic and so i was like you know that's pretty cool or mm-hmm. watching a movie like hotel transylvania i thought being a vampire was cool so my drawing <laughs> oh my and that drawings and things like that, mm-hmm. that i drew were like and you got in trouble people for. with fangs or people with hair <laughs> right. over their eye and it would look yeah. like really sad and stuff like that so i felt like that was one of the influences okay that's that's a few well let's go to god's word real quick before we move on to the next topic and it's first samuel chapter 16 verse 7 and it says but the lord said to samuel do not look at his appearance or at his physical physical stature because i have refused him for the lord does not see as man sees for the for man looks on the outward at the outward appearance but the lord looks at the heart and the reason why i put that is because um again it's a heart condition that shows outward the things that we try to identify with uh with with our clothing and different things like that kind of express what's in our heart the lord looks at the heart though so if outwardly you're looking like a, a gothic dead person inside you're dealing with something also that needs to be submitted to the lord so i want to challenge you today to make sure that you pay attention to your teenage children pay attention something can be going on the enemy is always trying to wage war for their love and affection let's go ahead and pay attention make sure we don't miss anything and another scripture i wanted to share is psalms 6 i almost said 62 oh my goodness psalms 26 verse 2 and it says prove me O lord and try me test my heart and mind that's a wonderful scripture to make sure that we include and i just want to reiterate it's a reflection of the heart you don't just wake up one day and say oh i want to dress like uh provocative like that's something that's been brewing inside it's some influences that that have gotten into the thoughts the minds and all that or hey i want to dress in all gothic wear and look half dead that didn't just happen overnight check what your their ch- uh, children are watching check with the music they're listening to check what they're being exposed to even check the friends around them the influence is coming from somewhere what's going on inside will show outside remember tend to your heart tend to it so before uh, i get too far down let's go ahead into topic number three and this is something that is still along the lines of controversial but we, we say we say it we're going to say what we say and we're going to stand on truth amen? amen so this third topic that i heard recently that made my jaw drop and it was a definite statement was teens are going to have sex that is not a fact that is not across the board however they're pushing like it is so that's number three and like i said it recently floored me um and i'm going to share respectfully because i i asked first i did i asked first but i want to share not really a deep personal experience but just an experience recently so some people you know still are able to do like telehealth visits and all that so we decided just as a checkup to do a telehealth just to check in with our doctor let her know you know how things were going and you know things just to get something down on the on the papers um because she's ava hasn't been sick so you know we don't have to go in but (laughs) after our visit i was really floored by her question she kind of came out of left field because nothing is pointing to why she would ask this question but then she revealed her motive behind asking it not me the doctor yes the doctor (laughs) let me me. say that clearly (laughs) so after the visit the doctor asked me if i wanted to 
put our daughter on birth control. And I said, say what now? So I had to gather myself because sometimes when I get angry or like really frustrated, all of a sudden I kind of get real Southern, which I'm not understanding why that comes out. But I, it sounded just like that. Like, say what now? So <laughs> she said, well, because she is 15, I wanted to ask, and then it clicked in my head, ladies, this is the same thing as number three topic that people, the world believes that teens will, like it's a definite thing that they will have sex outside of marriage. I do not believe that. Our family does not stand on that. I would like to say that we stand for purity. Every member of our household, even down to my precious little youngest blessing, um, she will even tell you, oh no, we don't do boyfriend, we do marriage, amen. So it is taking hold in our household that the halls do stand for truth. We stand for truth and we stand for purity and um, we stand for waiting to marriage, ladies. That should be instilled in your young daughters that purity is God's standard. Nothing else is acceptable, just God's standard. Let's stand united. So I want to go before, well, I want to go on and ask the question before we move on. How did that question make you feel? One, it made me feel kind of uncomfortable because I didn't know what she was talking about. So I was kind of like, huh? And then I kind of figured it out and I was kind of like, why? <laughs> it was kind of like a, huh? type of thing so it made me feel kind of confused and it made me feel uncomfortable just because one she asked mom in front of me and so I we didn't get really a chance to talk about it beforehand and two you know I didn't know what that was exactly so. and so for me I'm like why would you even bring that up right now you know that kind of thing because again there is no medical reason or or anything or behaviors that will point to her asking that question so I should have known it's a worldly source so that's how that goes um but uh I just wanted to make sure your feelings were on record about it because I'm telling you I was like what are you doing lady you know that kind of thing but I want to make sure that we say when we state we stand on God's purity God's truth and that's what it says so uh this scripture comes from Psalms 119 and 9 it says how can a young man keep his his way pure by guarding it according to your word and I want to definitely say that that if you go according to God's word he will never he will never ever lead you astray never ever lead you astray and the next scripture i wanted to go to is first timothy chapter 4 verse 12 and it says let no one despise you for your youth but set the believers an example in speech in conduct in love in faith in purity and ava can you read the next one which is coming from first thessalonians chapter 4 verse 3 through 4 right there for this is the will of god your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor. Amen. And then the next one comes from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. You can read that one as well. Oh, sweet. <laughs> um, so flee youthful passions uh -huh. and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Amen. And you want to keep reading? Yeah, sure. Okay, the next one comes from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 3. Go ahead. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not be named among you mm -hmm. as is proper among the saints. Amen. That should not be named among us, ladies, among our youth. The last one comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 7. Go ahead. For God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. Amen. So all those things are um, things we want to make sure we bring with God's truth. We want to expose the lie and bring truth. The next uh, topic is number four, if you're keeping track. Teens are lazy and unmotivated. How does that one make you feel, baby? Oof. <laughs> that was, that one was kind of no. um, I was... Um, I mean, us as... Well, it's okay. Well, no, I'm saying it's okay because that one kind of hit you hard. And so you're like, wait a minute. I said, what? <laughs> How about we go right to God's word and then I'll finish up with a question. Okay. Okay. So we're going to go to Colossians chapter three, verse 20. And it says God's truth. I'm sorry. 
share where my okay there we go sorry it says children obey your parents and everything for this is this pleases the lord that's a scripture and then the next one is ephesians 6 and 1 children obey your parents and the lord for this is right and one more if you would like to read that one here proverbs chapter 6 verse 6 through 11 go ahead Go to the ant, O sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Mm -hmm. Without any chief, officer, or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. How long will you lie there, O sluggard? When you, when will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, okay. a little slumber, a little folding of hands to rest, mm -hmm. and poverty will come upon you like a robber and wanted like an armed man. Amen. That's wow. That was a deep deep scripture it talks about being um like the ant who plans and and handles things even off season um and that's a paraphrasing but have you ever dealt with slothfulness yes. i'll use slothfulness can yes. you give us a small <laughs> example please especially as i get older uh -huh. I, I, I feel more tired oh my goodness. <laughs> but I, um when i was saying about sleep sleeping long uh -huh. really long i felt i felt compelled uh -oh. to share uh -oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> to uh -oh. teens compelled teens <laughs> over sleeping when your family is working and doing stuff does not make your mother very happy oh my goodness <laughs> and Say she that will fact. go in your room and wake you up yes yes i'm a firm believer of waking <laughs> the slumbering <laughs> and yes it, it, it does not make her very happy. <laughs> I have been threatened on most, multiple occasions. She will flip me over in my bed. I so. will turn over that mattress. I will. <laughs> so, Amen. I was just like, okay, I got to wake up. I got to look at my clock before I go to sleep. <laughs> what time? Now you're paranoid. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. That's hilarious. Okay. Um, I want to ask, what inspired those feelings that where you can feel like you're just, oh, well, I can just sleep because I can, or whatever that feeling is that well, compels you to slumber well, too long? Well, actually, kind of the, wor the world. Okay, I must say, um, not the word. The not word the word, not God's word. We just, we just read, read the scriptures. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the world, uh -huh. kind of when, when teens, they just sleep. And, you know, like every every teen movie you start with, right. they sleep, and it's like true. 11 or 12. That is true. Or, or it usually starts with them sleeping. Sleeping, that is true. And their I mom's never always trying that. to pull them out of bed, mm -hmm. or like Freaky Friday. I love that movie, but like yeah, her mom's always trying to pull her out of bed <laughs> and um, like wake her up, like air horns and right. all that Marching stuff. Band. So oh my I kind of got it from the world, but I want to state that I'm it's doing nothing better. wrong with resting. <laughs> I'm saying it's nothing wrong with that's, uh, resting. That's what the verse okay. said, though. Right. There's nothing wrong with resting, but resting for too long creates habits, and it's hard to get out of those when you're used to that so that's true keep going okay uh let's go on to topic number five depression is a normal thing that teens go through i read that and i smacked my forehead i'm like what how is that a normal thing we all know as ladies um, that depression doesn't come from joy. Like, you're not very joyous, and then you just go, ugh. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> depression is not normal. That is not a normal occurrence. It usually is um, something that you're dealing with. Either you haven't submitted to the Lord or whatever, but that is not. I rebuke that right now. I've been rebuking it as long as from before I had children. Um, but I'm saying, don't think that that is normal. Talk to your, your kids. Something is going on. Allow them to be honest and open with you and then take that to the Lord because that is not normal. It's just prolonged sadness. You should not be sad uh, that long because that's when it turns into a problem. That's when the, the enemy usually uses that to uh, lead them in, in the way of darkness. So make sure we pay attention to that. And we're going to cut that with some scripture. So we're going to go to Psalms chapter 139, verse 23. You want to read that? You can. Okay. Um, search me, O God, and know my heart. Yep. Try me and know my thoughts. Okay. And the next one, sorry, I put my finger in the way. The next one is 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 through 6. You can read that one too if you like. My, one of my favorites. Uh -huh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take captive every thought to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience uh -huh. when your obedience is complete. 
I love that scripture because ladies, I know that as a mom, you, you deal with different things, um, but that challenges your thinking. And I've noticed too, and I said this to another friend of mine and I'll say, you know, you're here too, to hear this, but it seems like the worst parents in the world feel, they feel like they're killing it. Like I'm just great, you know, that kind of thing. But those parents that are intentional, that they're trying to train their children, that they are, have a godly standard for our households. They're always second guessing themselves. They always feel less than and I believe that it's that spiritual warfare that the enemy wages to make you feel disqualified so you will quit there you go you got your nugget you can go ahead and move on with life your life is going to be great now no but no I'm serious so that we'll be talking about that on a different podcast but remember that that is the enemy's job to lie I mean that's what he he got you know that's what his thing is he's a father of lies so that's his thing to cast doubt to make you give up so I'm going to talk to the moms and the teenage children listen do it God's way don't give up keep moving forward and be encouraged that your parents love you enough to discipline you amen Amen. so going down to number six the world says teens need more privacy and less parental involvement hmm what you got to say about that one (laughs) Um, (laughs) leave me alone need more privacy um i do think privacy is important there's nothing wrong with some privacy yes yes like against younger siblings, which I will not name. That, <laughs> no uh, siblings were named in the making letting, of this podcast. Just Continue. You know, you know who you are. <laughs> Stay um, focused, but um, I think privacy is important. Uh-huh. Sometimes I will go in my room or read right, a book and that's or all normal. Draw if I'm if I'm upset or right. frustrated. So I don't. But remember, this more. is from a secular source, so they don't mean that. They're talking about privacy, like you don't go in your children's room because they need privacy. You won't read a notebook or journal because I will because they need privacy uh what is another thing oh they get to leave with their friends for extended numbers of time uh, you know hours of time because they need privacy they're talking about shutting the parent out that it's okay for them to just do their own thing and find their own way and identity and all this other stuff minus their parental involvement that's what they're talking about oh well right i know right i don't think well that's the horse of another color I still feel like I need my mommy oh, at times. You're so sweet. Yeah, I just, I mean, there's nothing wrong with going out with your friends for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But when, with when they're with their parents or even sometimes, like, going with them and celebrating a birthday party. Right, or but their going, parents are still there. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. Well, at least somebody's there. I mean. <laughs> their children, but, for goodness uh, sake. Yeah. <laughs> but when they're, when they're, you know you're kind of overdoing it when they're, parents start buying things that you asked them to buy because you're over their house so much oh my they goodness. think you're not like accommodating child. oh my goodness so we don't want to do that no we do not but <laughs> we will go to god's word because we we have several other topics so we want to make sure that we can get to all of them yep so for this one we're going to go to ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 um because we'll always want to go to the word of god because the word of god should be the filter that we let all of our life go through mm-hmm. first so uh ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says for we are his workmanship created in christ jesus for good works which god prepared beforehand that we should walk in them the second one we want to do is first timothy chapter 6 verse 7 through 8 ava if you want to read that you can right there Oh, wait. Oh, wait I lost it. It's okay. Okay. Oh, wait. I'm oh, sorry. That was my fault. <laughs> the world wants us to allow limited interactions so that our children will have our, their focus totally on the world. That is not the scripture. That is my interjection. Sorry about that. The scripture starts here. Right for here. we are brought... For we brought nothing into the world, uh-huh. and we cannot take anything out of the world. Uh-huh. But if we have food and clothing, these things with these things we will be content right and so remember the topic that we are under is about privacy and it's talking about a parental involvement so that helps ward off that the feeling of um well you know i need this i need that i need this so it's it's usually a collection of things that the world has deemed that you know a necessity i guess you want to say or um something that you have to have to feel like you're actually a teen so i want to make sure that we go to oh i want to say why the push is real to plant a seed of comparison discontentment and jealousy in our teens so i want to say that before we get to uh our seventh topic but then also i want to say uh 
what is it james chapter 3 verse 16 it says uh for where jealousy and selfish ambition exists there will be disorder and every vile practice those two scriptures will bring us into our seventh point or topic talking about this is what the world says that teens communicating less is normal that's normal and uh given all the changes they're going through that's what makes it normal so we don't we don't want to believe the lies of satan it's not normal they should not be talking less they should be actually talking more they should be involved with you you should have open communication you should be talking to their friends you should be talking to their friends parents there should be a revolving door and openness to your communications would you agree ava yes i do okay um and why would you agree to that um, and I think sometimes the world wants, would like us a lot to, um, to not communicate with our parents because when we communicate, we, I know when I communicate with my mom or dad, mm-hmm. um, I feel better and I'm okay and I can just go on with my life and I don't have to be brooding the rest of the day. Okay. Um, but I also think that it's, it's. It's a perversion of okay. what God has instilled in us, like to to communicate and mm-hmm. to be with our parents, because that's what they gave it to us for. I mean, they're not just people that drive us around and give us food. I mean, <laughs> we are more. <laughs> no, <laughs> they are. They are. And um, so I, that's that's what I think on the subject. Okay. Of, um, so I will, I will venture subject. to say this. Hold on. <laughs> right. Well, so do you think that you feel more or less love without rules and parental interaction? So younger me would say no rules is great. <laughs> I'm sure. 15-year-old me would say rules are needed, especially in the world that we live in. Okay. Um, That's fair. That's fair. And parental interaction. Let me ask you teens that are listening. Um, what would you feel like if your parents never talked to you? Okay, not currently when you have an attitude. Currently, no, look. <laughs> no. Think about this. <laughs> no, if you're upset with your parents, you can't answer the question. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but if you're, in, if you're in a good mindset. Right. If you're in a good place. Uh, yeah. You're hilarious. So, I, I, most of you guys will probably say I will feel unloved or mm-hmm. I will wonder why. Did I do something wrong? Did right. I do something to upset them? Mm-hmm. So I, my answer is the same. <laughs> okay. I would feel like I did something to upset them uh-huh. or I did something to deserve, you know, the silent <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay, so if you haven't noticed, topic six and seven kind of go into each other. So I'm looking at that now. Those two kind of run into each other. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to say the job of, um, sorry, the job of training is an ongoing one. When you're instilling biblical womanhood values and um, when you're talking about behaviors and different things like that, it's an ongoing one. And the world knows how important it is to get our kids at a young age. And even so uh, more important to sever the ties to different influences that affect that. So to make it clear, they want our kids, they want their attention, they want their focus so that we don't have it. So remember, if we're not teaching and training, the world will be. One example that we can use for us, I guess we want to say that, is us recently canceling Disney Plus. And that's something that was kind of controversial because, you know, a lot of their favorite shows were on there. And that show, too, because we, we realized that some of the shows were, a lot of the shows were really undermining what we were trying to establish. So we canceled Disney Plus recently um, because of their onslaught of evil. I mean, they're just infatuated with witchcraft and the LGBT community and impurity and boyfriend this and that and you know they do depict the parents well first of all why are the parents always killed off on most of the movies but that's a horse of a different color <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and just move on but you know it exposed their agenda even so um with the uh i think it's like a niece or something of walt disney um and their push for the whole lgbt community or something it's a niece or nephew i'm not sure or something like that um but we just could not fund their agenda we didn't want to fund their agenda because they're being very open uh with their agenda uh, also, 
the it's even things uh, with that community and their stance that they are making songs about how they're coming for our children they're making videos and podcasts about uh, different things that uh, condone pedophilia and different things like that so we want to make sure that we are not funding their efforts to steal our children i mean that is really a, a wise thing to do right okay so um also we have to remember that we if we aren't teaching like i said earlier and training them in righteousness the world will be indoctrinating them with unrighteousness so we're going to move back down to god's word always always and we're going to read this is kind of a longer one deuteronomy 6 verse 4 through 9 do you mind reading that one right there okay. um, Ava starts out here okay uh-huh. uh hero israel the lord our god the lord is one you shall love the lord with all your heart with all your soul and with all your might and these words that i command you today shall be on your heart you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house mm-hmm. and when you walk by the way uh-huh. and when you lie down and when you rise you shall bind them as a sign in on your hand mm-hmm. and they shall be frontlets between your eyes you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates mm-hmm. and if anyone has been um, over a home you will see scripture everywhere I mean, it's everywhere. And it's not as for, you know, for us to show off like, hey, we have 75 scriptures in our house. I don't know how many it is. Um, But it's to make sure that every turn, there's something that's honoring God. If we're going to display something, it should be something that brings honor to the Lord God. So I want to uh, make sure that I encourage you, have Jesus all around. Like Jesus and your relationship with Jesus, biblical womanhood, which comes from the Bible, which was written by Jesus, you know, by the Lord God, you know, Jesus, all in one. So don't we're not going to start on the whole Trinity talk. But <laughs> we all know that Jesus, Jesus should... Um, be a part of everything it should permeate every heart every mind um, every desire every everything like everything you should be exuding Jesus that's our goal is to honor God it's our 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 only goal to bring, bring glory to him through the way we parent through the way we teach through the way we display just how we love each other as a family so I want to encourage you all in that way and to make sure that we are enjoying what God has given us that we are are growing in Christ and we're living to honor and glorify him we're almost through because we only have 10 um, but the next one is topic number eight and we're going to talk about conformity and the it, yes conformity <laughs> so uh different like i said the other different sites the secular sites say that conformity is okay and not only is it okay but um it's it's okay to stay it's normal i'll say that they said normal a lot which was odd but it's normal to stay relevant socially and in, avoid uh to avoid i'm gonna get uh to avoid thank you lord uh, to avoid fomo and peer pressure so i'm sure you've heard of fomo but it's something that has been normalized i even heard it said at church recently which made me utterly you know just like oh no not here too um but the goal of conformity uh is to make your kid feel like if they don't do it they're going to miss out that's what FOMO is and also to uh lend uh their mind and lend their body and lend their behaviors and lend themselves over to the world and the peer pressures of the world so I want to talk about and I'm smiling as I scroll up my notes um talk about the no flossing example go ahead Ava I know right I told Uh, you I was gonna use it so when I was when I was younger and please don't judgmental because I you're like it's fine baby share <laughs> um when I was younger there was a super popular dance called the floss and it was a long ago girl oh well actually yeah go ahead, go ahead go ahead it feels like it sometimes um but and I wanted to do it all the time and so I kept trying to do it and of course my my mom just continually was being intentional and nipped it in the butt uh-huh. <laughs> in, in the bud. In the bud. My bad. <laughs> there, there was no nipping of butts. Go ahead. Continue. Continue. Um, and just continue to be like, no, we don't do that. And I was kind of like, why? It's just a dance, uh-huh. whatever, whatever. And she was like, well, no, it's being conformed. And it's just like, it, it takes a little thing to create a habit of conformity. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, actually, it makes sense. Right. So- I was like, think about it. Why would everybody across the world 
be doing this same thing and don't get me started on these TikTok dances. I could not, I can never see one again. I'll be to totally happy. It's just ridiculous <laughs> seeing everybody replicate this motion. However, we don't replicate the obedience to Christ the same way, but that's a whole nother situation for a whole nother time. <laughs> but I'm just saying, so I tried to explain to her early on that conformity, you take a little bit and it grows. So if you conform to this, it's going to be harder in the future to not conform to other things. So we always try to instill in our children that it's okay to stand out it is okay not to be liked it is okay to um uh, for lack of a better example um to be and that's not a, a bad example but to be in the world and not of it like that's what we're supposed to do we're not supposed to just be miniature examples of the world we are actually supposed to be imitators of christ we are supposed to be christ-like we're supposed to be christians so trying to explain that you know to a, a young child even up to now it's like well now you get what i'm saying because you can see it played out you know over time that conformity takes very, very different forms and no matter how small it is it will grow so um also i wanted i thought of this it kind of made me chuckle um do you remember at a young age getting kicked out of class for saying that there is no santa <laughs> Oh, yes, I do. Oh, did you remember uh, that? <laughs> yes, I do. Very, very distinctly. I won't bring it up too harshly because it seems like it brought up uh, some emotion. <laughs> My poor baby. And I say that loosely, but she had to sit outside of class because she would well, not. Well, but we got for time's sake. Oh, okay. I can't. I can't. I'll have to, I have to summarize it a little bit. But she literally got kicked out of class because she would not say that it was a, or Santa. She was like, Santa isn't real. I'm not saying that. So she had to sit outside of class while they partake partook in like candy and cookies and juice oh, and yeah. she had to sit out there and color all her by herself i was so i was proud of her but i was kind of disappointed with them like really that's how you treat a child because she told the truth but i was just thinking of that that was an example of conformity <laughs> in my brain um but i wanted to say that conformity has never been acceptable in our household and it shouldn't be acceptable in your households either stand for god's standard biblical womanhood honoring the lord god is the standard ladies so i want ava to read proverbs chapter 21 verse 2 go ahead every way of a man is right in his own eyes but the lord weighs the hearts amen next scripture psalms 94 and 18 when i thought my foot slips your steadfast love O lord held me up amen and then the other one we're going to go through a couple more romans 12 and 2 do not be conformed by the pattern of this world, but be transformed by renewing your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Amen. And then 1 John chapter 2 and 15 says, Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And I think that is really, all of these scriptures we're going to use are very poignant. But to also make sure that you extinguish the love. Don't even let it take hold in their hearts for them to love the world and the things of it. Because it'll be 19 million times harder to pull it out of their life if they fall in love with it. Extinguish it early. So the next scripture um, is John 15 and 19. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Okay, next one. Uh, the next verse is Romans 8, 5 through 6. Mm -hmm. Read that. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on things of the spirit. For to set, oh my goodness. It's okay. For to set the mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Amen. So to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. That was just a different translation. Uh, so we're going to, that takes us to our ninth topic. We are almost there, ladies. Thank you for hanging in there with us. Um, <laughs> it, it says, the world standard says, it is normal and healthy to push our daughters to be independent and college focused. Oh my goodness. 
my goodness. So I want to transition to our next point under here, which talks about, I know this will bring up a memory as well. So Ava, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you kind of briefly mentioned it earlier. Do you mind just saying a little bit about it? Um, <laughs> have a you, little bit more. It? Just a little, tiny little bit. Well, there there was another instance uh-huh. when, I, when, I, when I got older. Okay. Um, actually, recently, yeah. I was thinking about college because you know we already had the conver- we already had the conversation we're not really doing college and um it was kind of it, it made me it, it made me kind of feel awkward about it because i know like everybody expects oh you're 15 so you're kind of like halfway through high school mm-hmm. and all that stuff and what college are you going to are you doing college and, mm-hmm. and i'm kind of like no i mean i don't really want to go to college and when you say you don't want to go to college they what are, you want to live under a bridge yeah or automatically <laughs> they think you're stupid but right, it's the same. you know i went it's through elementary school and middle school i don't think i'm very dumb and wait <laughs> pause right there that's a good instance that you pointed out you are not saying that we are not saying that we want you to be uneducated because education, we all know who those who have experienced college and different things like that. It's not really, you're not really focusing your, I mean, you're not really studying your area of focus, not until towards the end. So you got all these filler things that's going on, but exactly (laughs) uh, for the most part, especially if you go right after school, it's kind of a rep repetitive type thing. Mm -hmm. But so we're not saying that women should not be educated. Nope. Because there's lots of ways to be educated. What we're stating is that there's an ungodly push to get these women, these young women, out of their households and away from their father's instruction. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to move to the, which brings me to the next point. Feminism's desire, they desire girls to be independent, not needing a man, and to be career focused so that our girls can come out of their um, homes and under out from under the covering of their fathers. In this respect, many find themselves in hard situations. They are now challenged to provide for themselves and usually start dating to have a covering to submit under. And a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people do not, even if it's a perverse way of doing it, a lot of ladies don't see how they compromise to make sure that someone is over them. So, according to wildhearts.com, one out of every five college females have experienced dating violence. 67% of all date rape has occurred with girls from the age of 14 to college age. To me, that was staggering. That's more than half. So it's not just, oh, just let them date. Oh, just let them go away. I don't know where that voice came from, but you know, it's it's really important to make sure that we uphold God's standards throughout their lives until they are are entrusted to a husband until they are married and then go off into their own home together instead of letting them just move out and do whatever they have to do but that's another situation for another day so uh, we only have a little bit of time and i'm sure we're over that time already but we want to go to god's word titus chapter 2 uh verse 3 through 5 go ahead the aged women likewise that they should be Uh in behavior as becometh holiness, but not sorry, I did King James accusers, version. Not given too much want. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Oh, I see it now. Yep. Teachers of good <laughs> things, in that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, mm-hmm. to love their children, uh-huh. to be discreet, yep. chaste, keepers at home. Yep. Huh. Yeah. Good, obedient the to their own husbands. <laughs> Or to, to their own husbands, uh-huh. not to be husbands, um, but that the word of God uh, will not be blasphemed. Do you see that? When I read that translation, I said, oh my goodness, all these things are to be in order so it does not blaspheme the word of God. How serious should we take this? Very serious. It's very serious to do things God's way. We need to teach, educate, and train our girls to be wise, to be able to rightly divide the word of God, loving their husbands and children and so forth and so on. Because it's so much to that. It's so much there. So it brings us to our last and final point, which is number 10. I'll actually let you read that. Number 10. Go ahead. Um, Embracing the feminist audio. Oh, number 10. Uh, uh, embracing the feminist ideologies is the way to truly up a pro-woman pro-woman empowerment 
after all, the future's female. Right, so that was a typo. My apologies. Oh, my bad. But, so embracing <laughs> oh. feminism and their ideas is one way to truly uphold that pro-woman and pro, um, pro-women empowerment nonsense that's going on right now. Because the argument is not that are women important. We are all made in the image of God. We all are important. Every last one of us are important, but the future is not female. Never has it ever been. Even Christianity is not something that is pro-woman or pro-whatever. It's patriarchal. We believe in the order of God. First God, then the husband, then the wife. That's the order. So those things have to be in place and done in an orderly way for us to make sure that we are upholding God's truth. So let's go to God's truth in Psalms chapter one, verse one through six. And it reads, blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of the sinner, nor sits in the seat of the scoffer. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and his law and on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields his fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither and all he does he prospers. The wicked are not so but are like a chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in judgment nor the sinners in the congregation of the righteous for the Lord knows the way of the righteous but the way of the wicked will perish. And the next scripture is 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 through 3. And it says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forget, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. We are to follow God's way, ladies, no matter what. We are to instill in our teen age children that they are to honor God. I couldn't cover any of these topics really exhaustively, but you can head over to TrustGodCryRepeat.com. Again, it's TrustGodCryRepeat.com. There is literature there. There is encouraging biblical content. There's reading plans. There's even a book entitled you can grab it now if you like uh, it's entitled did god really say exposing feminism's toxic grip on christian women all these topics are the world's way but all these topics have been debunked by the word of god so i want to encourage you ladies you want to do the tagline trust we always want to say trust, trust god, god as you cry and, and repeat. repeat god bless you trust god cry repeat trust god cry repeat Trust God, cry repeat. Trust God.